What's up, guys? You're listening to the Colorado Cars and Coffee podcast with me, John, Steve, Hayden, and Terry. Hello. Hey, let's, hey. Just, let's just drive straight to our listing of upcoming events. Yep. So um, this is an ongoing. So it is uh, Ferrari Denver is sponsoring the 12th annual holiday toy driving rally to Rocky Mountains Hospital for Children. We brought this up on a previous podcast, but essentially um, until December 11th, you can deliver a new unwrapped gift to Ferrari of Denver. Um, you can also basically go to, there is a link that is on the event itself. It's an Amazon link where you able to purchase a suggested item and Amazon will ship it directly to Ferrari of Denver and et cetera on there. And then basically when all this wraps up is the 12th of December at 10 30 AM, they meet at Ferrari of Denver and associate this an exotic sleigh ride to the Rocky mountain hospital for children. So that's what's going on right there. It's an ongoing event. So please, you know, if you can uh, deliver a new on rack gift to Ferrari of Denver. Awesome. On that same day, uh, 9am to noon, there's the 27th annual Hope Memorial Toys for Tots Christmas Cruise. And that's uh, taking place at 3620 Manhattan Avenue in Fort, Carlins, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. And on the uh, 12th of December also, uh, from 5 p.m. to 7.30 on the Saturday, uh, there's a toy drive in Loveland. That's at 860 Cleveland Avenue in Cleveland, or in Loveland, Colorado. We don't know how to say our northern towns today. Fort, I like Fort, Car- Fort Carlin's and Cloveland. Oh, yeah, also, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just had to point it out. On uh, Saturday, the 12th, also, if you are down south in the Springs at ROM Audio and Electronics, there is Santa's Base Elves. And that is 69 South Circle Drive in the Springs. Excellent. And the last one is actually going to be Sunday, December 13th. It starts at 11 a.m. It is the Colorado Euros Winter Cruise Food and Toy Drive, and it is presented by Colorworks and Laurie of Allstate. So basically, that is at uh, Colorworks Powder Coating, which is, where's that address go? It is 15353 East Hinsdale Circle, Unit H in Centennial. So again, that starts at 11 a.m. on the 13th. Awesome. Uh, let's just get straight to uh, F1. Yes. So we'll usually dispense with the race and everything. We'll just get right to this. So Romain Grosjean had a very serious crash at um, Bahrain. So, yeah. So basically he cut across the track just because he saw something going on in front of him. Uh, didn't really see where um, Daniel Kofiat was and basically went over the wheel, front wheel threw him right into the barrier and he basically shot right through that barrier car split in half essentially and a little bit of a fireball he was able to get out and of course the um what f1 does they have for a very very long time they have a medical car that follows the field for the start of the race for just these circumstances so the medical car was there within about 35 to 40 seconds and they were a, he was already getting out of the car but he did suffer some uh burns to his hands and they thought he had a couple of uh, broken ribs turned out it wasn't just severely bruised 
So that was very interesting for the simple reason. Usually the cars don't become a fireball. There was a concern that the gas tank actually got punished, uh, um, penetrated, and that's what it was. But there wasn't. There's no way because those things, when they start the race, are usually about 115 kilograms of fuel. If that was the case, then he would be dead. So that was a real big thing on that because I haven't seen an accident like that in a very long time. I haven't seen a car pierce a barrier with such force that he did. So I think it's a good opportunity to talk about essentially what F1 does for safety. And one of the biggest things, the two biggest things I feel I'll, I'll hate and jump in as well is essentially the halo definitely saved Roman's life. Well, yeah, because you're well, what you didn't say was that uh, it's, there's a lot of different kinds of barriers that they use in racing, yes, right? Gonna bring and, and right. And well, just the, by the manner that this, you know, this whole thing happened because wouldn't have been the same situation if it were a uh, NASCAR indie style safer barrier, yep. which is kind of has, a, it's a suspension system, right? It's two walls with a, with a squishy layer in between. And this was an Armco barrier that, you know, just two, you know, the wavy metal pieces, the wavy metal. Yeah. It's what you guys see on the side of the road when you're mountain driving, just look at it, <laughs> a bigger version of that. Yeah, think of like a, a guardrail on a mountain road, but yeah. like, you know, yeah, larger, larger versions and, you know, kind of stacked on top of one another and the, you know, the uh, vertical sections at least. Yeah. So he went through them in the force and they said that he hit it at about 140 miles an hour. About 140 to 145 miles an hour and it registered about 75 G. Oh, wow. That's more for, than for I instant. heard initially. Yeah. I'd heard, yeah, in the fifties, but anyway, um, just the force of that, I think it was enough to tear the two halves of the yes. car apart. Which, and yeah. they're going to have a huge investigation, and we oh, don't yes. know. We don't know what exactly they think that a smaller part. The there's a part called the fuel accumulator. Yeah, I think the they accumulator were, they, were they think it. is what broke away. Yeah, and it spills. But some for sure, that's happen. not. For sure, that's not 100 kilograms of oh, fuel. Oh, no, no, no. Because if it was 100 kilograms of fuel, it would have been a fireball from hell. And we, we, and we all know bad. that. It was, it pretty, was bad, pretty bad. It wasn't 110 kilograms of fuel, no. I don't think. No, it wasn't. It was definitely probably the, the fuel accumulator. They were also spe speculation that the, that the fuel filler broke loose and there's some fuel in there and it, it spilt. But, I mean, definitely, it's also the way that that barrier was. It is an onco barrier. It's an older barrier. But it was also in the position of the track where it was it was in leaning into the track at a, like almost like a twenty five to thirty degree angle because right. it was for the entrance road so it can clear cars off. They never anticipated anything like that would happen. Yeah, so, it's just not a place that it's that where thing, you would yeah. conventionally go off the track. So I think the they thought it's safe to you know put this put this barrier here. But yeah. I mean, I think they're gonna a lot's gonna come out of it, and I think oh, one yeah. of the things that has to come out of it is they need to look. They need to examine every single one of their barriers at every single one of their tracks yes. like NASCAR and IndyCar has yeah. because they've taken this this stuff very seriously. Not that the F1 hasn't, but obviously they've overlooked some things if this were possible. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's that's the whole thing. I mean, you know, now they know. So you're, you're going to see the different barriers definitely be, be in place there. I mean, I think some of the, the talking points are very simply this is 
you know, I've been following F1 since I was was a kid. And when Halo was introduced, there was a lot of F1 people out there says, oh, Halo, it's horrible. You shouldn't have it and stuff. Yet, you know what? Halo so far has saved about three lives in F1. It's, yeah, it, we're pretty we're pretty sure that it's, okay, yeah, it's definitely it, two or there's three. There's <laughs> no doubt now that Roman Grosjean's life was 100% saved by Halo. Because the way he pierced into that barrier, if that Halo was not there, his head would be somewhere else. And right. it, it's it's as simple as that. You know, I think the also the fact that they've come such a long way with the monocoque survival shell. I mean, you know, if you remember back in, I think it was like 2007 was it 2008 when um, Kibitza had that in, uh, in oh, Canada yeah. Oh, yeah. and he suffered, you know, he hit at about 50, the 60 G at first. It was very instant, but also the angle he hit, it broke away some of the monocoque and his feet were hanging out. Right. You know? Yep. And so from there, they went bad crash. Yeah, it was a really bad crash. Now, what's amazing is the next year he went on to win that very race, which is, you know, great. But it's the whole thing. Uh, safety is always a progression. So they realize the monocoque has some issues and they redesign the monocoque. They do it all the time. So, like, the fact that they constantly do this, the fact that the way that thing is, it, it's, it's layered, it has absorption la- layers in there to basically take a lot of that retardation from a sudden you know stop impact it absorbs a lot of it and also that monocoque, in, that monocoque that's that's the safety cell or survival cell you're talking yeah, about exactly okay right so it's also, what yeah it's what a, it's what a race car is built yeah, off it's of like, even like, it's even every, like every a, race as even say like a mclaren street car is like a carbon fiber monocoque so it's just yeah. that it's it's you know made to fit one person yeah now, the interesting thing is when it comes to an F1 cockpit, it's extremely uncomfortable, obviously. It's extremely hot. It's usually angled at a 30 degree. It's almost like a lazy boy re- re- recliner. And the seat, of course, is contoured for them. But the interesting thing is they can be lifted out of the cockpit in their seat. They just have to undo their six-point ha- harness, and then the doctors can actually un- take that seat right out to prevent back injuries. So if they're trapped in there and they fear that you might sustain a back injury, the old days were get out of the car and then put you on a stretcher and hope to God we don't you know kill you. Now it's like, Hey, you know, my back is really hurting or they really think it is. They just un- unbuckle you and they just pull that seat right out with you in it. So this part of the reasons they, they've learned those things over, over, over the years, you know, and even like, of course it's a fuel cell. Every race car has a fuel cell. There's a reason why. You know, you don't want a regular gas tank. <laughs> you want something that is at least can absorb a hell of a lot of impact without bursting or breaking, etc. So, but Halo is one of the biggest things that came out in the last few, few years. And so, luckily, it's there. F1 didn't listen to the critics. They didn't listen. They just did it. They said, this is more important for the safety and they threw it on there. Yeah, it doesn't make the cars look ugly. Yeah, it does. But I don't. Give, I don't give a shit because when it comes down to the fact that I was around and I was watching on TV when Nikki Lauder crashed. And full disclosure, Nikki Lauder and James Hunt is the reason why I watch F1 and why I got into it. Nikki Lauder is my all-time favorite F1 driver, and then Ertz Senna, of course, and then Lewis, ha- ha- you know, Ham- Hamilton for me right now. 
but I saw that accident on TV and the fireball and him almost burning alive and getting out of that car, you know, being dragged out. You know, I saw that I've seen on TV crashes. I saw in center's fatal, fatal crash. I was watching it. You know, I've seen those things each time that happens, they make improvements. But I think for halo was they just said, screw it. We're doing it. Yeah. And Ted Kravitz, uh, yeah. of had called in his in his review of the race uh called Ted's notebook yes. called it a titanium bull bar yes. if were, and and if it yeah if it weren't for cuz it's what you know essentially what it what it is it's just this this big chunk of titanium that's set up to protect a driver's head from you know from, from impact and it, and it was impact. originally d- developed after Jules Bianchi yes you know, unfortunately passed away. I mean, hit a tractor that was on the, that was on the track. Shouldn't, it shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't, you know, car shouldn't have been going that yeah. fast, but you know, it's all Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking, but yeah. they started developing it from that. And yes. then, yeah, like Terry said, there's been a couple other incidents that has been, it's like pretty sure that some, that, that somebody would have, would have died or been quite injured, but there's no way that, I mean, Roman wouldn't have survived it because even if you can survive that type of head in, in, in the, the barrier hit, you know, hit, it would have hit him in the head. head. Even if you can survive that. Yep. Well, you're just knocked out in a burning car at that point. It's 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 over. You want to be able to get to him. Yeah. Right, the fact, the that, fact he that he conscious out of the was, a, was a big part it's, of yeah, that. Yeah, and if, if you haven't seen, I mean, it was yeah. all over social media, but please, if you haven't seen the video, yeah. you've got to, it's just an amazing sight yep. to see this big fireball and then just see this driver just crawl out of the, the just lift himself out of the flames and over the over the barrier that he just went through. Yeah, I think. And uh, Gross Gene also talked about the halo yes. uh, oh, yeah. from his hospital room. He he says, uh, I wasn't for the Halo some years ago, but I think it's the greatest thing. We, we brought it to Formula One, and without it, I wouldn't yeah. be able to speak to you today. Uh, thanks to all the medical staff at the circuit, at the hospital, and hopefully I can soon write you some yeah. messages and tell you how it's going. He also well, he said he was out, he was out okay. eating, eating lunch with Kevin Magnuson today. So I think uh, on Wednesday when, he, when we're recording this, he's already out of the hospital. Oh, yeah, he's out. Will not be will not be racing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Nope, he will not be racing this this weekend. But he also which, did, which is which is a good yeah, segue. But there's one thing, real quick. So he also said that when he was crashed and he was there, he basically said, "I'm not ending my F1 career like this." That's what he thought. Yeah, well, good. I'm sure That's I, what he thought. I, I, he is, I not ending my F1 career this this, yep. this way. But yeah, it's it's a good segue to go into. COVID. Who else is not uh, racing this weekend? The golden child. So Lewis Hamilton. The man, the, the man himself. Tested, he the tested Paris positive for herpes. No, uh, COVID. <laughs> well, we don't know. But so he has a uh, herpvid. So what's, what's interesting about that is the fact that George Russell is going to take his seat. So they had the option. Yes. Technically, uh, Stoffel Van Dorn is a reserve driver driver for Mercedes. For Mercedes. Yes. But they always have that option to just pull 
pull from one of the junior teams. I mean, more likely Williams than Racing Point, but yeah. well, they have the option to pull to pull from to pull George or or uh, Nicholas Latifi, and yeah. obviously they want they want George to have a go in the car. So yeah, I was well, I was yeah. hoping that they did it and they did it. So yeah, they did, which which will be good, I guess. You know that you know I've always been. When it, when it comes to George Russell, I mean, he has no points in F1 right now. It's, it, you know, he's outperformed both his teammates. You know, the, the Williams one car which, is, is a dog. One, one teammate of his who is an absolute legend. I mean, yes, which is Robert Kubica. Robert Kubica. Please. You know, the, the Williams car is a total dog. It is a backpack car right now. But he's able to at least get into Q2 quite a few times this, this year, which is qualifying too. There's three rounds of qualifying, you know, which is shows his talent. I think now he's able to drive the big boy car and he's able to put that down and really control it and move it. I think that sends a clear message that he's ready to get out of Williams and people need to take him seriously. I'm really happy for that chance. I feel bad. For swing blade, I mean, <clears throat> Valtteri Bottas, because basically Valtteri's had a shh, just his season is just like every, almost every one of his seasons with Mercedes. He does really well in the beginning and it just starts trailing off and then it becomes just horrible. But this year especially has been a living nightmare. And did, now did George take somebody's spots or no you know because he was pulled from a, a minor leagues team or whatever up to well whose spot was he going to take I, I don't know i don't know is there somebody on mercedes that should have been no, right into not really no okay no? This, this 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 is how it works so stop van dorn is a reserve driver for mercedes and george russell is a mercedes development driver okay so they're just going to stick in their development driver who in theory if Lewis retires or they get rid of Valtteri, he's going to take that seat. So they're top just going to list. Yeah, he's top of the list. So you're just going to plug him in there and say, okay, here's your chance in the big boy car. You yeah. know, you, you handle a Williams extraordinarily well for such a downforce dog that it is. And a, a touchy, uncontrollable beast. So now we'll put you in this one where basically it's meant to run at the front of the pack let's see what you can do. And I'm really hope he just puts that thing and he really nails it. I, I'm not going to sit there and go, well, George Russell's going to win a grand prix because eh, it takes more than a fast car to win a grand prix. But I think this is the opportunity for him to score points in the, in F1 to show the big team Mercedes that he has the talent. They want to be their driver in the next coming years and maybe replace Valtteri. And also, hopefully, a few less people will comment about, oh, Hamilton just wins because the car's so Right, yeah. Oh, it's all the car. Yeah, yeah. It really is the car because Lewis has effing no talent. (gasps) But wait, he he won a world championship with McLaren, and that car was a dog. Right. So, please. But yes, so So Russell's been doing really good. He out-qualified his uh, his teammate, Kubica, for 21 Grand Prix. And that was last. That was last, last season. He's got last a rookie, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. He's got a rookie. Basically, for a... he's at thirty-five and zero on out qualifying. Wow. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Yes, it is. But what's most impressive is the fact that he takes that dog 
that horrible, horrible car. And he's able to get it into Q2 quite a few times. That's, that's yeah, I watched, I watched, um, I watched his season of F2 that he yes. won. I mean, he's a great, he's a great driver. Yeah. He's just, that's what you get. You get stuck with a slower, crappier you car, you know, when you, when you start, when you start out and you get the chance to prove yourself. I mean, like you said, I don't know if the, I don't know if the, if the, oh, what was it? Oh, seven, oh eight McLaren was a yeah. total dog, but no, it, was, it certainly total... was not the best. It was certainly was no. not the best car. It wasn't the best um, car. And, you know, straight out, if you really want to get, you know, the Lewis, like he only wins because the best car Lewis's first year in F1, he almost won the world championship. Think about that. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Kids think about that. First year in F1 almost won a world championship. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, so I, I think only only supreme luddites think that. Don't yeah, think I know. that Lewis is not extremely talented, yeah. but yeah. I do see it. I really do see it all. Oh, it's just the car. It's like, yeah, wow. but anyway. So good luck to George. I hope he finishes seventh or eighth and get and get and get some points, and then maybe you know after that when Valtteri is done or. Some other team picks him up next year, apart from the Mercedes top team. Maybe he finds a seat in Racing Point, which is going to be Aston Martin Racing. Maybe he finds a seat in McLaren or something like that. Maybe even Red Bull. You so know, you're saying so you're saving the seventh and eighth. How do you think he'll do for the qualifying? Where do you think he'll place? Well, that Mercedes is a powerful beast. Okay, so maybe pretty high. I he might get into Q3, and if he gets into Q3, then he'll probably start either fifth or sixth on on the uh, grid. I was that's gonna if say, he's I able to do that. The top five should be should be the. Should I would be the say goal. yeah. I mean, oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be a goal because that car is extremely good. But he's also going up against certain talent that is used to driving the better performing cars, and once straight out is is Max. Max Verstappen yeah. takes a Red Bull. That is almost doggy sometimes that has, you know, the power is not there. And he says, screw you all. Max is amazing when it comes down to, well, I'm going full send. Have a nice day. And then the team goes, well, maybe eh, eh, we got nothing to lose. I'm going. He full did send. it in this past race. That's why, past that, race. that's why you got to <laughs> like him. They say, take yeah. it easy. And he says, nope, I'm going no, for it. No, I'm going for it. See, Max has that wonderful ability to go. Uh, we're never going to catch them unless I just burn through tires and right. just dog this car as much as humanly possible. Because if I get to them and I pass them, I can make it difficult for them to take me on again. Cause that's the thing about F1, the way it is right now, you get too close to the car in front of you, you lose your downforce and then it becomes a pain in the ass to pass. But if you just go balls to the wall and don't care about how your tires are going to get chewed up by that and take the lead, you have a certain advantage to keep people behind you it doesn't work all the time but max has that ability to make it happen when he says full send i love that because he's just basically saying go and the great thing is they know he's going to do it so only thing they say roger or copy that okay max yeah he's <laughs> that's all they the, say he's making okay, the call he's yeah. like you know like, you want to do this and i'm telling you we're doing that yeah. but uh so one interesting bit about the race this weekend, it will be at the same track, but they're actually yeah, doing yeah. a different configuration. Mm -hmm. um, so instead of there will be less turns and it's essentially the outer loop, the outer of loop the, of the yep. uh, Dakir circuit in Bahrain. So, 
So it'll be, it'll be interesting. So, I mean, honestly, there are people that just because George has a big ass, powerful car doesn't mean he's going to be pole. He's got to be able to control that car, know how that car works, the setup and everything. Cause that car is made for Lewis. It's set up for the way Lewis drives. So there's going to be very, it's not like they're going to be able to change that car completely because it's not going to happen. So he's got to fight that, but that should show his talent. If he's able to get into Q3 and he's able to get like fifth on the grid, six on the grid, I think he should be able to hold a couple of places. He's got to get taken. It's just the way it's going to be because Alex Albon notoriously starts like shit and then somehow is able to move on up. You know, so he's got to have those things. He's got to have racing point behind him and they're probably going to take him. It's just that. But I think if he finishes eighth, that'd be perfect. I think that's the lowest he will finish. So I'm going to say lowest eighth, highest fifth. All right. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's good. Um, yeah, that's cool. Probably, that, it that's sounds like it'll be an exciting race uh, this weekend. So it will be. Go watch it. it. <clears throat> you should watch it. And maybe Taylor Swift will give you her phone number like she didn't do in, in Austin. Mm. Can't I can't wait. I can't wait for that. All right. All right cool. All right. Hey, moving, moving on. on. Moving on. <laughs> What's next, uh, John? Uh, so when, something that's been making the news recently has been uh, the Ozarks International Raceway. Um, it's about 10 hours away from us in Missouri. They're supposed to have not only a pavement track, but also a rally course, which is pretty interesting and cool this thing looks crazy i mean it's not that not too long of a circuit but it's Mm. the elevate the elevation change and number of corners look absolutely ridiculous it's uh it's like more uh if you've seen if you've ever seen some of the extended versions of vir like grand east and grand west kind of reminds me of that a little bit kind of similar landscape it's right next to lake of the ozarks so yeah, so uh, it's set to open uh, summer 2021, uh, and they're on track to hit that target date. Um, main track 3.87 miles long, five configurations, uh, 19 winding, climbing, dropping, swooping, exciting turns. Uh, open to all cars and motorcycles. Uh, even drift events are under consideration by the owners. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it's, it just looks like a bananas track, and I'm sure I'll have to make it out there in the Miata sometime because. Yeah. And the, the post on Facebook went viral. Um, they don't even have a website yet, and they they're talking about in this article and reading that they don't have a website and how the they've gotten so many comments from people's in support and whatnot. So it's been great. Yeah, well, it's not every day that you see. You just don't. Yeah, you just don't see too many tracks like that. I mean, there's yeah, did they, just that came level, like out of out of left field almost. I mean, the level of elevate, uh, like I said, it's kind kind of like that. Like some configurations of of VIR, but like that kind of road Atlanta, you know, blind hilly kind of vibe. Uh, so I think it should be really interesting and challenging. The one thing. Uh, I did notice is that there's not any straight that's particularly long. So it's going to be a lot of just keeping the momentum up rather than being able to just power out of stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, I think that's actually not, not so bad. Hey, Ross Bentley says every car is a momentum car. That's right. They've also got a 58 Bay car garage. Ooh. um, That was made from a renovated Turkey barn. Oh, that was on the property. Oh yeah. Uh, so it'll be that. fully functioning main maintenance center for race cars. And it's, it's this huge 
thorn looking thing. Yeah. It seems like wait. a dream right. racetrack. <laughs> I just can't wait till they get it all built up with all of the, all of the curbing and stuff. Cause that stuff kind of has to develop over time. You know, they've even added curbing to HPR, you know, just in the last, last right. couple of years. Right. So, and HPR is exciting stuff though. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be cool. Check that out. Check that out. Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't see it, Ozarks international raceway. Yeah, I wonder where they're going to get all the financing for all this because a lot of the tracks are having to double act, you know, do uh, like concerts and do kind of a double duty kind of thing. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it's. Yeah, Pikes Peak has had to get uh, creative with like events yeah. and concerts and stuff just to stay well, alive. Well, Pikes Peak is an interesting. Is an interesting case study just be for no other reason other than they are not allowed to race nascar and indycar there like yeah. it is under contract they cannot do it and that will not be i mean I'm, nascar and indycar won't be racing at this track it's not it's just not the right kind of track for them but they could have pirelli world challenge or they could have world a, challenge there AMA, have, ama super bike that type yeah, of thing they could have what's oh god i can't think of the name what's what's that lamborghini series that's out there as well are you thinking of super trofeo yeah that's under the IMSA banner. Oh, it is under the IMSA banner. You are correct. So, huh? they, so they wouldn't do. They wouldn't be they doing. Wouldn't go that. there. Yeah, which is the same with uh, Porsche Carrera Cup. North yeah, America. Porsche Carrera Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, then I say we open a, a, a petition to get F1 to race at the tracks of the Ozarks. That's neat. How how Very flexible good. that course is. They've got uh, the full course. They've got an outside course. They've got an inside course. Just uh, they, the they put they put a lot of thought into this. If you've seen how um, how I Utah think, Motorsports Campus is laid out, it reminded me of that just by just like all the different configurations going on because they have about five or six as well. I think some of that is what you know John was asking, like how they got to finance. I think they actually looked at that track and say, let's have as many configurations and as much as we can get in there to try and track as many racing series that we can legally have here. Right. Somebody still has to put up the cash though, and yeah, HPR has the cash. HPR was funded by the local clubs. Yes. So that, you know, we know how that happened. Maybe they have a similar situation. Yep. Mm. See, right. the, the, the only thing I want is I would actually go there if they had a figure eight with school bus racing. Okay. Good old figure day. eight tracks are wonderful. Shout out figure to Irwin, tracks, Ir Irwindale yes. Speedway. Come on. Figure eight tracks are amazing. Figure eight tracks. When you go there, when they're racing old school buses is amazing. Figure eight tracks when they're racing trains is even better trains i gotta get you doing some uh because on on the uh the fun week on i racing between seasons they do it they yeah. have figure eight so we need to get you on that too if if if, if maybe, maybe i'm dating myself but the good old days of figure eight where they had the actual trains and trains were just basically like three or four cars all linked together and they would just race it was effing <clears> amazing dude that's racing. You just got to stop for racing. like you got to stop for like three or four seconds for the train yeah. to go by because you. Well, no, no, it wrong. it's no, <laughs> it's it's literally called a train. So they basically took like three cars and chained them no, together. I know what you mean, but it's yeah. so long that you got to. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just amazing. So anyway, we totally die digress. But hey, if any of you guys can get out there and make that ten-hour trip when it opens up, you should let us know. Oh, uh, we, well, we've had some posts. Sure. We've had some posts on the page that folks are. There are some folks that are on our group that live close to this this track, so they're they're pretty excited to go go check it out. I just won't go there because it'll be a cold day in hell. I ever recognize Missouri. 
<laughs> I just had to do a Simpsons quote. I had to. Sorry. <laughs> I love, I love, and if you've seen the Netflix the series, The Ozarks, you know they're pretty wacky out there. So <laughs> just, just Ozark, right? Yep. Just Ozark, right. yeah. 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 Just Ozark. I've All watched right. it. <laughs> this is perfect. All right, cool. This. All right. Okay. John, what's next? <clears throat> All right. Um, one of the things that I'm sure a lot of listeners uh, don't care for is that front license plate. Um, if you guys want to talk about that Facebook group that we created. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll kick that off. Um, we did kick off a no front plate Colorado Facebook group. You can just look it up. No front plate Colorado. You'll find us. Um, our goal is to change legislation or the law in Colorado to where we don't have to have a front plate, make it optional uh, or make it just go away. Uh, we're, right now we are checking into all the options of the, the legislative process, uh, whether it's through a legislator who introduces a bill or whether it's a ballot that's um, voted on. Um, we're just looking at all the options, finding out as much as we can about the process and how we can, we can get started. Uh, we start talking off, started talking with the uh, Car Collector Council of Colorado, and they gave us some advice. And also, one of our next stops will be talking to uh, the Colorado Auto Dealers Association, or CADA. Both of these organizations have lobbyists there in, in the Colorado uh, Legislative Assembly. And um, so we're just going to touch base with them and find out uh, if they would want to align with us, with our group, and uh, make it happen. We just wanted to find out if we could make this happen based on the size of our group and also partner, partnering with other groups such as Denver Auto Enthusiasts or other large Colorado car groups and to see if we can make actual change and affect change uh, based on you know, the actions of a few um, coming together and it's making it happen. Mm -hmm. Terry, what else you got on about? Yeah, so I mean, essentially, here it's just we have a very large group, and we like to be able to take that numbers that we have in this group and use it for positive change. So, as we, all of all of you know, we are very big in the charities. You know, we we use that power to raise money, to do things, donate, etc. So we're also looking at the fact that trying to make some positive change, and yes. Removing a front plate seems to be a very superficial thing, but if you really, really look at it and you look at the advancement of cars now where you basically have your adaptive radar in there for your adaptive cruise control, your cameras, collision warning, all that stuff, it starts to be interesting. Where do you put a front plate? That's just one aspect of it. Another aspect is it just looks ugly. I'm sorry. I want to know how many people have had to actually like drill. And I know, I know a lot of modern drill. cars come with some provision for it, but like how many front bumpers have been physically drilled into, you know? Yeah, exactly. Probably, probably quite a good um, number. Uh, the dealers often take on that duty um, yep. to put on those front brackets and plates. They do not like it. Um, like you said, Terry could affect uh, all the sensors that are now in the front bumper, the front parts of the car, the active radar, those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, parking distance sensors. Uh, another aspect is the the savings that could occur uh, for the state if we can get rid of that need for printing of creation of two plates. We just make it yep. one. Just make it there, one. There is a possible definite savings there uh, for the state. Um, so these so, are yeah. the things we're going to work on. Um, 
we just got to find the easiest way and it won't be easy. So no, we, it, we're expecting this to be, uh, it's going yeah, to be hard. We expect this to be a multi-year effort, uh, yeah. probably two years. We, we don't know because we're, we're noobs at this, but uh, we are willing to give it a try. Yeah. What? You mean none of us are poli- <clears throat> excuse me, politicians? Uh, no, well, no, Hayden, I didn't no. know that. I thought we I thought we were involved in politics. <laughs> At one time I was a dictator of a small island nation. Wow. How did that go? Uh pretty good until my father sent me back to America. Sorry, um, England. I was the best dictator you ever had. But well, they'll miss yeah. you. So no, we have don't. a lot of reasons why we want to get rid of the front plate. Yeah. You know, big one is aesthetics, aesthetics and how it looks on the car. It looks crappy. We don't like that. Um, but we know there's going to be lots of opposition as well. Yeah. Uh, some of that opposition will be with law enforcement. With um, We know that you have license plate readers and they use that to find stolen cars. Um, so there's the things we have to address and uh, dialogue with them and uh, find out if there's something that we can you know work together and to make yeah. it happen it's all going to be one of those i'm all for i'm all for the uh the aesthetic angle obviously but uh i think what just from a personal standpoint i what i care about really is personal freedom and just uh to be able to give a, get just get a little just a little morsel of that back uh is probably is worth it and you know we know that a lot of enthusiasts don't don't ride with the front plate. And we also know it's also pretty common knowledge that you're not really going to get pulled over for it uh, here. It's certainly not, you know, state police or big police departments are probably going to pull you over, but uh, it certainly is something they could if they chose to. And also you're going to, they give out tickets in downtown Denver and downtown Boulder that we know for sure of uh, for not having a front plate. It's just like not paying your meter. Oh, we get, you know, a little revenue. That's awesome. Um, yep. Maybe we should move on to uh, talking about the Toys for Tots drop-off locations. Yeah, I don't need to say a lot about this. This will be, we have two more weeks in, left in the drive. Uh, we have about eight different locations across Colorado, running from Longmont uh, through Denver down to Castle Rock. Uh, just go on to our Facebook group, color cars and coffee and check the announcement section. That'll show you exactly where the locations are within Denver. They are with our uh, sponsors and also local businesses that have uh, stepped up and said they would collect toys for toys for tots. So if you do have a toy, if you have, if you have a new unwrapped toy, uh, just find one of those locations that's closest to you. Uh, reach out to them, make sure that they're open when you drop, when you stop to drop off the toys or toy and, um, and then go drop it off. And in about two weeks, um, some of our team, uh, myself, will go and collect those toys and deliver them to the Marines uh, here locally in Aurora. Excellent. Great organization for kids. Yes. Um, One of the um, assignments we had for this podcast was uh, building our own high-end luxury car or RV with uh, a no-price limit. Uh, Do any of you guys want to go first? Oh, I can go first. <laughs> Let me have some fun and share the screen and screw that up. Like we do every single time. Oh, this thing's going forever. Come on. Yes, we want to go to here. Here. Okay. Can we see the Mr. Screen? Yeah, 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 we see you. 
All right. Oh, so nice. one Rolls Royce Dawn. So the Rolls Royce Dawn is a convertible. And I opted for like the Tonneau like speedster covers on here. So Those it is lovely. Yes. So it is blue. Okay. With the contrasting silver hood. Oh wow. yeah. You got to go two tone if it's yes. come on. Yes. So I went there with the tan leather interior, the teak boat decking on the convertible um, lid top, basically. That is okay. the most complex tonneau cover I've ever seen. That's it's got like speedster humps in this like, what did you, did you say it was wood? Uh, no, so basically that's leather and like... Oh, it's leather. Yeah, but right... Ooh. If we're recording this, if not on... there's It's teak decking on the actual convertible wow. like you know lid essentially you know the that and then it has this speedster hump tonneau cover that covers the back seats which is fantastic okay so i opted that so it is the tan interior with blue leather inlay to so the contrast piano black the oh, boo, room. the piano black. Come on, man. <laughs> no, 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 wood no, no, wood no, or no. GTFO? No, actually, no, because actually, originally, like it. It, it, it was ash, but it changed, so I really don't give a shit. So, technically, it was ash right here, but it changed. Yeah, ash was where it was. I know. It, it changed in the configuration. I'm not going to go oh, back and fix it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so it, it technically I'm should sorry. be ash. No. But I also opted for that wood inlay right here on the door panels. Oh, the wood door yes. panel is nice. Yes. With the spirit of ecstasy etched in each one. Okay. Really? Where I, is it? You see oh, it oh, right here? It just a little bit. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. I, I can go big screen like this. Yeah, it's like a little silver spirit of ecstasy yes. that's like just ahead of the uh, armrest. Yes, it was wonderful. And also, I want it for the big boy executive clock right here. So I said, "What the what hell? Kind of clock is that? I better I, get like a like a Swiss Etta movie yeah, or something. something like that." But if you guys can see, if it was being recorded, but actually the tonic cover is like carbon fiber and leather, and oh, it just wow. comes over the back seats. And I did go for the embroidered, you know, Rolls Royce logos on my leather seats on all of the headrests, by the way. Thank you. These are heated. Do you have that on your ZHP? Yes, there? I have that. On, no, I don't have a ton of cover of the ZHP. I wish. I wish I had, I had this instead of the ZHP. This, yeah, you need this tonneau cover for your yes. ZHP. <laughs> Put that on there. I also opted for the massage and vented and heated seats. <laughs> you see the blue contrast leather? I love that, dude. I love that. Yeah, the blue, mm. the blue and tan is always very yeah. nice. Always, always good. And let's see. Where do they grow the blue cows? Um, they in in Blue Land. Yep. Hmm. Look at that. What kind of engines under the hood? Oh, it's the standard like Rolls Royce big big enough engine. So does that? So let me so let me ask you this: Does that tonneau cover? Is that just does the top when you fold down the top? Because you know what, we can't I be have, doing physical labor in a Rolls Royce. Okay, I have is that no whole, So basically, just, all right, go I, ahead. I, it, I, I, I think this is you have to lift it in and put it in and out. Okay. I don't your know. Ser your servant does that for you. But well, you yeah. have people <laughs> that do that for you. And, yes. you're and honestly, straight out, quite frankly, if I had more than, you know, one other person to put into the Dawn, I'll just grab the Wraith. 
That's true. Simple as that. The Rafe is fine. You know, if it's me, my wife and her worthless mother, then <laughs> the Wraith, because her ass, that horrible, horrible woman is not getting into the backseat of, of the dawn. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah. So that. here I'll, I'll pull the, the kind of like build here. You can kind of see it. Yeah. What did this run you? So Rolls Royce doesn't give prices. On oh, their if you have but, to ask. No, it's okay. Afford. But I found similar. So okay. this is a 2021 Rolls Royce Dawn. With, God, that's you know, a real picture. Clothes. Oh, actually, I don't think it is. You know, yeah, that's actually the car. Okay, it it looks very rendering. Like, yeah, oddly it, enough. it is actually the car. Now, this one is slightly different because it does not have the tonneau cover. Okay, no. it doesn't have the contrast. It does have almost the same interior. So this is offered at $406,000. I estimate with all the options I put in mind. By the way, the options I put in mind, umbrellas, of course. Okay. You know, I want with all sorts of good shit in here. I mean, all sorts of good stuff. So. Let me just there. Okay. I mean, basically, I went with the signature package and the bespoke audio and all this garbage. and. You know, Midnight Sapphire and Jubilee Silver on the colors and Bray Calipers in red and single coach line and coach line color, 21 inch wheels, blue hood, which is the top, wind deflector, polished metal, fuel cap. Oh, yes, the solid silver Spirit of Ecstasy. Okay, aero cowling and tonneau cover, camera system, all this crap, vented seats, massage seats, wooden boot floor. So if you open up like the trunk, it has that teak like deck decking in there as well. Ooh, nice. <laughs> this is great. But do you get, can you get the starry night ceiling in the convertible top? That's, no. the, that's the question. I didn't think you, you could. You with cannot. I, you cannot. I was kind of hoping. Well, that's what the Wraith is for. So yeah, that's exactly what, what the race for. So I kind of went Rolls Royce. So I estimate with everything I put in here is probably about a little about Five hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's gonna say you have to be north of a half. Yeah. So there, that is my little luxury, no holes barred. I would get the rolls, and they really kind of don't really say what engines in here, but it's like a six point two half liter nonsense V twelve. I would assume. Yeah, it's like they they really don't kind of tell you. It's the least important part, yeah, part on that car. Rolls. So the, the seat is so much more important than the, yes. than the engine. So, I mean, the well, Dawn's just amazing. Okay, well, that's mine. I'm going to stop stuff. sharing real quick. And there we go. Who's up? I can go. Or John, you want to? Let's have uh, John go. Sure. All right. Let's see here. So this one's a Earth Roamer. Um, Glad one carbon- picked the Earth Roamer. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. This is a Colorado product, people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, it comes uh, almost to about six hundred grand. It's you know mostly like a truck with a huge camper that's all carbon fiber. 
on it. Um, it's a Ford Super Duty, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, the 650 more. Super Duty, right? Yeah, and you get the uh, so you get the 6.7 liter diesel. Yeah. Did you so offer the the nuclear biological chemical warfare filters? <laughs> no, I just went kind of basic with it. Um, Shit, that's basic. Holy god. Yeah. <laughs> well, for almost six hundred grand, I mean, all the tile and the lighted that, up wood flooring. And... Is is that marble? It is marble. I think it's it? some. Yeah, it's some sort of marble. It looks granite. Yeah. It, it could be granite or marble. That's great. Yeah. Oh, what else has it got? Um, I mean that's about it. It has, you know, just not it's mainly a camper. That's mainly what I've been going for. Right. Um, you know, if I had all the money in the world, basically. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, this will take you anywhere. I mean, it's a big behemoth, but I mean it's so it's not gonna go down it's not gonna go down Jeep trails, but I mean right. it's good for most uh most uh overlanding right nice that's great yeah nice john nice yep very cool all right local product i'm a local product yeah you are no you're not (laughs) nobody is in here is i think for john john said that it all right who's up all right i guess i'll go do it steve steve's probably got some kind of alfa romeo bullshit so (laughs) Yeah, he does. You wish. Like, a, a Mitsubishi Outback with like you know leather, the leather pack. Okay. The leather pack. okay. So I went. So I went for the. I went for the fun approach. And what is the? And what is the fun approach? Race yeah. trailer. Oh wow. Race hauler. Oh, already yeah. well used. Uh, I think. What did I? What did I see? I thought I saw over a hundred thousand miles on this thing. They gave like no info, which right. stinks. But you can click. This is on. This is on racingjunk.com, place where you can find you know, mostly used race cars. But they have haulers too. Um, so I think that this was like Ooh. a. It was for like drag bikes. Right. So the upper the way that these thing the way that these trailers work is that they have a lift gate and it and the car or the bikes go up top and everything and all the lower level is um is all good to uh you know for for activities and this one I think was for drag bikes so it's got a Suzuki livery on the outside of it and it's like a 90s Kenworth but the yeah, night really the really good thing is and I got to get over to the to the pictures of it there's a lot of pictures of the trailer it's like an extended this is like what the moving the mover guys use it's like an extended um cab cab sleeper. Uh, yeah sleeper thank you and it's so it's got like kind of, and I think I think this is the part one of these things is the sleeper and one of them is the front of the trailer but you see, it's it it, it does have the, the, the RV. Yeah, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. So the yeah, front of the trailer is act is an actual like camper, you know, yeah. living space. Yes. But um, I spent nowhere close to what these guys did for their Rolls Royce <laughs> and Earthrammer. I'm under a hundred grand here. We're at nine. This is ninety five grand asking price That's for this lots thing. Lots of money for uh, for. Race That's cars. lots of money for for drag bikes. Hey, well, you know what? I can go to. I can take this thing. I mean, hopefully they got the facilities. I'm sure for at for uh, Ozarks International Raceway, yes. I can hit all the tracks that I want to hit in North America. 
Did you how many cars did you figure out how how many Miatas you can put in there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it's a fifty three foot trailer. Oh, uh, so like so, five. <laughs> yeah, so you can put like five Miatas. Jesus. So like me and me and all my boys yeah, yeah, are going. Yeah, you, Josh, yeah, Matt, Matt, everybody, everybody, yeah, Matt, Nick, everybody's coming. Everybody, that's great. I what never thought it? of a racing trailer. All right, did yeah, did I, and I, I need, yeah. I needed. I was bothered that I couldn't find one at first that had like the kind of kind of like nice little living facilities in, right. in the front. But yeah, this is this is where it's at. That's this is fantastic. clean living. That that's clean living, baby. So excellent, mm-hmm. love it, love it. Uh, I gotta stop sharing. There we go. All right, Kakeykins. Last but most certainly not least, or least. Uh, my mine's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, this was no. Well, th- I this was this was a uh, no no budget. Oh wow! So, somebody want this, I not it's a not big me. not a big fan of the McLaren Senna. I think that's just does it's not for me. Um, didn't want a Koenigsegg. Is it Jesco? Well, I thought yes. that was the two, the Jesco, yeah. Jesco. But I still like the supercars. I'm a sucker, and if I was stupid rich and i'd probably buy something fun like this right so this is an aston martin valkyrie uh with the amr track performance pack Mm -hmm. um, that they've added on to it in 2019 so it is a mid-engined naturally aspirated mid uh, v12 uh, paired with an electric motor um let's see what else uh together with the petrol engine and the electric engine or electric motor uh, combined of 1,130 horsepower. So that's a one-to-one power-to-weight ratio. Ooh. Lots of carbon fiber. I'm sure it's got a you know, monocoque inside there. Oh, yeah, it does. Looks like uh, room for two. So take a buddy with you somewhere. Um, hmm. I got to tell you, so, I got I to gotta address the go, elephant go, in the room, go ahead, which Aiden. is that I don't think that this is a luxury car. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it was this luxury is, car RV. And this, this is, is high, I'm, high end. As far as I'm concerned, high end. it's luxurious. Certain, certainly is. I would have just yes. gone Gordon Murray T50 if yes. I knew we were, if I knew we were I mean, playing this game. I mean, so, I'm okay with it. Cause this is what Steve considers, you know, luxury. So with, I was with the track pack. Trackpad gives you 8% performance uh, eight, improvement only eight, in, la- oh, in lap times. Oh, okay. That's quite important, you know, for HPR or Ozark, Oh, yes, or yes. This is definitely I, going around HPR. Wherever I go in Hayden's trailer to, to these different locations. We'll let you on um, the trailer. <laughs> uh, what else? This thing, this thing is worthy. Is. The, yeah, I guess this thing is worthy of being surrounded by a bunch of Miatas, I guess. Actually, I think the Miatas are worthy to be surrounded by this thing. But I think it looks that's just, the joke. It's just, it's just <laughs> yeah, I gorgeous. I think it looks awesome. No, no, it's awesome. It always has been. I just wasn't expecting it. I was like, I think he's on the <laughs> wrong tab. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I have expected it a Maybach. And this was the and just so, to dip very briefly back into racing. This is what bummed me out about the about the Lamar hypercar thing is that this thing Yes. Was supposed to race mm-hmm. at Le Mans in the top category That's until right. until the ACO said we're just no. gonna make we're gonna make it so you have a cheap option and everyone yeah. said we'll take the cheap option we'll take the cheap option yeah. 
Yeah. Because this is not this is not a cheap option. This is quite an expensive thing to develop. Yeah. So with there's there's only 25 of these being made in the in the track 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 pack version. Right. And uh the road cars without the track pack sold for 3.2 million a piece. So imagine you tack on a few couple hundred thousand for the track pack, maybe 3.5 or so. Uh, three point five. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah, it's it's you know it's chump change. You so, did spend the most money out of all of us. I That's did. I yes, normally did. I, I normally I don't spent, spend. I try not to spend too much money, but this this one I one thirty. Thanks, it. Steve. I spent one thirty fifth. The trailer <laughs> and hauler that you're about to <laughs> fifth of the money that you spent. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. And that, that well was done, my choice sir. for tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, something I'm sure my fellow uh, automotive photographers is going to like. You, we're doing a uh, Colorado Cars and Coffee calendar. Um, did you want to talk about that, Steve? Um, sure. You, you can check out our, our group, our Facebook group, or our Instagram, and just look for the post. Um, it'll take you to a Google form where you fill out your information. Uh, it'll have your make sure that you have the the picture in, in the landscape or horizontal format um, in the right pixel size. Make sure it's big enough for us to print, and that you have you're giving us permission to print that. And also, if the owner of the car, uh, make sure we have their permission as to, for as well. Get your social media handles, and we will put together a calendar, and we will sell these, and all all um, proceeds will go to or profits will go to charity. Uh, local Colorado charity. The charity this year we have has been the Resource Exchange, and they've been supporting the Go Baby Go effort that we've been uh, a part of. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, submit your photos. Uh, we will do a a, ro- a voting round to pick out the ones that we'll select for the for the calendar, and then we'll get to uh, getting them uh, printed. Do you? I have one question about this. Do you know? Um how hard it w- it's going to be to get Pikes Peak uh, cars in there just because they they would have to contact whoever owns it, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know about the, if there were a specific Pikes. So if you're wondering why Steve suddenly cut out there, it was this point in the podcast. We lost the audio, unfortunately. We'll be back next week with a whole new method of recording. And uh, this was the last week that we were going to use this one anyway. What Steve went on to say there was that the hill climb is quite strict with photographers and how they use their photos. Uh, I don't believe that they can use them for any sort of monetary gain, even if it's for charity, perhaps. But we can look into that. So unfortunately, with the audio dropped, we did uh, miss um, the sponsor segment with uh, Shiny Solutions Auto Detail, Riley Landis. We'll give you the full plug next week, Riley. Sorry about that. Um, check out Shiny Solutions Audio Detail, Auto Detail, excuse me, and and Riley Landis, please. But we'll give you the full plug next week. Um, so just for our plugs, uh, facebook.com slash group slash C-A-R-Z and coffee, Twitter and Instagram at C-O Cars and Coffee. ColoradoCarsAndCoffee.com is the website. Uh, So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Sorry about the audio.